Hello, this is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast, in which Corey and Ryan embrace the great commission given to us in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. We aim to strengthen the walk of fellow Christians, and we hope to reach the lost. Although we're not qualified, we have been equipped to share God's love. Thank you for joining us on the show. Hello, everyone. This is Ryan. This is Corey. And this is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. Uh, this week we've had to do something a little differently. Um, our studio currently is out of power and has been out of power for um, a certain amount of time, about five hours or better. And there's been a massive storm, so we are recording in the church again. Yeah, we're, we are in the sanctuary, so if you hear echo, it's because we're in the church. Adapt and overcome. But Ryan, walk us through uh, what we're going to talk about this week. Today, we are talking about prayer. Just prayer? Just prayer, that's it. Just only, prayer. Only prayer. Only prayer. Only prayer. Well, give me some more details. Um, some topics that I want to discuss is, like how, how do you find time to pray? How do you focus in prayer? And what do you say? Okay. And what is prayer? What's the definition? Well, before we get started, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? I don't know how to pray. We haven't talked about it yet. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for this today. Uh, thank you for letting us gather here, Father, and do this show. And uh, I pray that you speak through us, Father, and use us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So what's a very amazing is I sit in the very spot I sat this morning. I got the opportunity to teach Sunday school. And uh, God really used me this morning. And there was only seven attendees, I think. No, there was a little bit more. but most, Maybe 15. Most of our women are at the North Florida encounter, so there was very few. But God still gave me a very good message to uh, to teach this morning. And luckily, you know, I wasn't in here for the message, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to hear it. <laughs> thankfully, luckily, thankfully. Luckily. Yeah, because somebody... Is still stuck in the youth class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Okay, so prayer. Um, prayer is, uh, I think, a very misunderstood topic in the church. Because I think a lot of people are... Um, I think a lot of people are set in their ways when it comes to prayer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really like about our church, and I heard this at the men's encounter, and it made me really feel good about our church... But a lot of people stood up who have begun coming to our church and said they had never been to a church that worshipped God and got loud and got crazy until they started coming to Grace Community. Yeah. And they, you know, they're really enjoying it. So when I when I heard that, my ears perked up and I was like, yes, we're finally doing it. <laughs> but uh, for those who don't know, we uh, we get up and we worship. We shout and sing and do whatever we need to do. I guess we, we lean more towards charismatic. Charismatic churches, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, we are the non-denominational church, so all are welcome. But uh, you could say we're a mix of like Baptist and Pentecostal, right down the middle. I right, think. right down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> you got the people. You got the people who are kind of like the Baptists who sit in their chair. They're too afraid to say anything and too afraid. And then I, you get, we're not poking fun at them though. Each and everybody has their own way. I don't of worship. think they've been taught. I think they are afraid of the unknown. I, I don't know. So we'll have to ask them one day. Why? Why do you sit in the pew? When when 
people are kicking backflips. <laughs> holding snakes. Yeah, holding, <laughs> pull out the snakes. We do not hold snakes. Okay, I want to make 100% clear right now. We do not hold snakes. That I was is, listening to something the other day where they actually brought a snake on stage at Harris Creek at that church. Mm-hmm. This is the church that we visited in Texas. And they used it as a demonstration. Like, there's it was something like, we fear things we shouldn't fear. And they brought a snake out because most people are afraid of snakes. And JP, he's the pastor there, he held a, a snake on stage. And, like, before all this, I think this is, I don't know when this was, but this was before that happened. He was practicing with that snake, and it actually hissed at him twice. And the snake handler said, this is one of the few times he's ever done that to anybody. Yep. So See, it's J- all fun JP and games. was a little bit scared. That's it. I was going to say, it's all fun and games until you pull it out of the stage. That thing bites you right in front of your congregation. <laughs> it would have contradicted the sermon. Yeah, you know? I was going to say. Yeah, I bet he was afraid of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I do want to I want to address a topic I think is a misunderstanding or uh, maybe misinformation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's... I don't think it's anybody's fault that they believe this, but I think it's been passed down generations and generations. And I think, I want to be clear, I think this is wrong. Um, So if you're participating in this, I I would encourage you to study what the Word of God says. And that is, if you don't have a prayer language, that your your prayers are not heard. So you're saying that's false? I'm 100%. And I've heard, um, so... Well, no... um, Another one is, if you don't have a prayer language, then you don't have the Holy Spirit. I believe that's also false. So, I believe anything pertaining to a prayer language, I think a prayer language does exist. But I think any belief that goes along with side of a prayer language, except that someone may or may not have it, I think is is misinformation. And I'm yeah. not trying to... I'm not trying to throw people under the bus. I'm not trying to uh, point a certain group of people out. I'm simply saying I have not found in the Word where it says, Thou shalt have a prayer language to pray. And uh, I, I don't want to throw this party under the bus. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Isn't that, isn't that more like a Pentecostal belief? So that is a, it, traditionally. And again, we're, we're not I, saying I all to, Pentecostals are this yes, way. Yes, I don't want to stick a denomination in a, in a box. I don't want to stick a group of people. Yeah. But I can tell you this. My wife, um, my wife serves God, and she's very good at it. Now she she is very she struggled with being insecure with herself and she struggled with being bashful, and uh, early on in our in our career in this ministry, when we first started getting right with God, someone told her that if she didn't have a prayer language, that she didn't speak in tongues, that she did not have the Holy she Spirit. She was told that. She was told. Oh that. wow. And that like devastated my wife. Like she wouldn't stand up and pray anymore. She wouldn't. Go, she didn't want to go to church anymore. She didn't want to. She didn't want to participate because they had told her she didn't have the Holy Spirit. They put the expectation of the prayer language over her. Yeah, and like I said, that devastated not only my wife, but that devastated me because I watched my wife go from a bright, beautiful, praying woman mm-hmm. to someone who was sheltered into herself, all because of somebody. It's misinformation. Now, I'm sure they didn't have the intent of that. I don't know the what negative intent, intent they had. It. 
But here's the thing is they propagated things that was not in the scripture. Yeah. And they tore somebody down in doing so. And I know she's not the only one. That's why everybody needs to test what people say. Don't just take people's word for it. Go to the word of God. Yeah, you know, measure and, yourself. And measure yourself. Find yourself a, uh, accountable and find yourself um, worthy. I, I forget the actual scripture. Find yourself. Uh, it says, uh, lay the words of my on your heart so that you may find yourself let me look that up real quick i know what you're talking about i don't want to misquote it but uh but yes that uh that decision for that individual and again i'm not trying to tear down that individual but that decision for that individual to say that and not know the truth in the word and not have a way to back it up in the word like i said it almost tore my family apart and that was just the enemy trying to get his foot into the door, you know, just with a little crack. Because she, for, you know, a long period of time, she doubted herself. She doubted her prayer language. She doubted if she was being heard by God. You know, and luckily somebody saw that and said, no, that is not true. Here's what the Word of God says. And, you know, kind of brought her back to the righteous path. There, Here's the scripture. I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, but it's, uh, it's Psalms... One nineteen eleven. I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The one I'm looking for, and that's you're talking the, about. Write, write it on the tablets of your, your heart. heart, so and that you uh, write it on the tablets of your heart. Yeah, that's that's the verse of some translations. Let me find it. You forgive us. We we always go off topic <laughs> with the scripture, but when the Lord weighs the scripture uh, on your heart, you want to make sure you say it. Think, let me, I think it's Proverbs 7 3. Let me pull Proverbs up. But while you're looking that up, I do want to say I do believe the prayer language is a real thing. I believe speaking in tongues is 100% a real thing. I just don't think it is um, necessity to prove. It's not a proving tool that you have the Holy Spirit. We've talked about this on this particular show. There's many gifts of the Holy Spirit, and God wields them as He please. You know, um, so if He, if today you He needs you to speak in tongues to show faith, then you're going to speak in tongues. If tomorrow He needs you to heal somebody to show demonstration of faith, tomorrow you're going to be healing somebody. It doesn't; those things are not mutually exclusive, and those those gifts you're not assigned a gift. You're not just assigned a uh, Oh, I can only speak in tongues, and that's it. And, and that's the only reason God uses me. That's that's not how this works. I can't find it. I don't know. We will have to study up. I'll have to read my word more. So and, we don't want to say that's a scripture if it's not a scripture, but you do need to have the word of God on the tablets of your heart. Yes. And memorized. Yes. And like I said, we're, we we apologize we don't have our exact sources. And like I said, we're not going to say it if it's if it's not in there. But I do know there's a scripture that says, put my word on the tablet to your heart and i think it says to show yourself um approved yes approved that's the word to show yourself approved let me look that up again i don't know hold up we're getting there we are getting there this is off the script we, we didn't have a script anyway but. <laughs> <laughs> this, the script is the holy spirit teaching through us <laughs> But uh, I want to share 
while he's continued looking this up, I know this has been a long one, but I think this is important. I want to continue to share my experience with praying. Um, okay, hold up. It's 2 Timothy 2.15. That's that's what you're trying to say, I'm pretty okay. sure. Let me pull up the actual verse in the Bible app. 2.15. Alright, this is the New International Version. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. I think that's right. Let me pull up a different version. I was going to say, pull up the King James Version because yeah, I know James. this is the one I'm uh, I'm quoting. Um, not that I think Okay, it's, it's study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So study to show thyself approved to God. But also study to show yourself that you can speak those verses, that you can understand those verses, you can speak truth into people, and you can edify people and build people up. Yeah. Um, we spoke about this on the show, on the episode, How to Speak Truth and Love. You should never, you should never, never, never tear someone down who you are uncertain is a Christian or not. You shouldn't tear anyone down anyway. But yeah. the Scripture does tell us to go find our brethren who are in the church that if they are sinning, to bring it up. And I'm not saying it doesn't say that. Yeah. I mean, if someone's not a Christian, you can't expect them to act like a Christian anyway. Right, but you should... You, here's the thing is, if there is any question in your mind whether this person is... Saved or not. Saved or not. Yeah. And you're questioning yourself, well, if they don't have to speak uh, in tongues, they're, they're obviously not saved. So you're answering that own question by based on your own assumption. It is not your place to lay judgment upon that person. So this is going back to speaking in tongues. I... I've said this. I don't believe that speaking in tongues means you have the Holy Spirit. It could be a side effect of it, but you don't. Ha- it's not a qualification. You don't have to speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit. It's not a for sure byproduct. Is what I'm trying to say. So it can be a symptom. Yeah, it could be a symptom. Of course. But, but you, you also you'll... need to study somebody else's life because healing somebody, praying for somebody. I believe. I believe the gift of prayer. Because let me tell you, I know some men and women in my life. Who, when they pray, they ring the bells of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I can think of one particularly, Jordan Rupel, who we've had on this show. Yeah. Let me tell you, that man is well-versed in prayer. And you can tell just by listening to him on the show. Just li- Yes, yeah, again, that man prays for show. everybody and everything. That man will stop you in a gas station. He'll stop you at a trap house. He'll stop you at, <laughs> if he feels the need to pray. He's going to stop you, and no matter how quick it or hurry yeah. you're in, but he's going to stop you and he's going to pray. Now, that man, I think, has the gift of prayer. But I don't think that's the only gift. You need to study someone's life to show if they're healing people, if they're spreading the good news. I think the ability to spread the good news in an effective manner is a gift. Because let me tell you, Ryan, when he came onto this show, was bashful in his shell. But he now has shown his gift to be approved to show love and compassion towards others i think that's a gift in itself i think god can use anything that he has blessed you with there's some people in my life who are just exceptionally good people at cleaning okay and i'm one of them ryan is a clean person (laughs) yes i i i'm not saying i'm you know a hoarder but i'm also saying i i live in mess sometimes I, I have two kiddos, okay? I have to actively pursue cleaning. It doesn't just happen for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those people God blessed with the in you know, the inability to deal with, 
you know, mess, those people make awesome servants in the kingdom of God, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're cleaning the church, whether they're cleaning, I know one woman, and I will not, uh, I will not speak her character, I will not, God, I don't, I don't have her permission, but I know one woman, and, you know, some people claim that she has compulsive disorder, um, Obsessive compulsive uh, Yes, disorder. right. So she, so yeah. she, you know, everything has to be in tip-top shape. It has to be perfect, right? Uh-huh. And that's a worldly term. But let me tell you, when that woman cleans the church, there isn't a fiber out of place. So God has blessed her with a gift that the world calls a curse, but the church can call a blessing. Because when somebody comes to that church, the first thing they say is, wow, this church is well-kept. Wow, this church is well taken care of. Wow, this church is very clean, smells good. You know, th- that's inviting people to come in. When mm-hmm. when people see a church that's well kept, it's inviting. Now, go- going back to OCD, it, it actually can be a negative thing to some extent. Because it's obsessive compulsive disorder. Once you, like there's an example, I'm not going to say who it is, but a friend in my life, there for a while, she this is several several years ago but she had to flick the lights on a certain way or whatever she'd stand there flicking the light switch because it'd bother her to death if she didn't do it a certain way and that's obsessive compulsive disorder she's obsessing over that but what the world sees as bad the god can use as good i'm what i'm trying to say is there's a balance there is a balance but what i'm saying is i believe wholeheartedly god doesn't make mistakes when he creates uh, that, people. that could OCD is a mental illness. But is, but is that if, a mistake? If it's bothering you to the extent where you can't go to sleep at night, you know what I'm saying? But does, does God make mistakes when he created people? No, but the, we're, it's a fallen world. There's going to be errors. Okay. Not, not, not saying God made the errors. It's our fault because we're living in a sinful world. I, again, I think each thing in this world has a purpose. Well, yes. I'm, I'm not saying... Of course, there's good cleaners, there's all, all this stuff, but we're living in a fallen world. People aren't perfect. I understand. Okay, let's, let's get back on prayer. <laughs> okay, so I do want to share a resource with, um, with y'all, and the acronym is PRAY. P-R-A-Y. This is how I pray. Somebody taught me this, and it is stuck with me, and it uh, simplifies everything for me. He learned this five minutes ago. I did not. <laughs> Pray, a P stands for praise. So before you go requesting and before you go demanding your deme- you know, demands, and I'm, I'm saying that wrong, but <laughs> before, <laughs> before you start saying, this is what I want and this is how I want it, it, praise God, right? So God gave you the ability to say thank you, to say thank you for everything you've done for me. Thanks for all the blessings you already bestowed on me. And I like to, I, this is, I'll, I'll give you an example of how I pray. I like to say, God, thank you so much for every blessing that you've given to me. Thank you so much for my family, for my kids, my home, my cars, my finances. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I like to follow that up and say, if you never bless me again, your blood is enough. Your blood is enough. Mm-hmm. I really like to say that in my prayer. And so that's praising God, right? The next one is repent. So I think a lot of times we we live in sin. And I think a lot of times we go to God, and I'm not going to say this is a bad thing, but I say it with expectant hearts, you know. But I think sometimes we go to God with a whole list of demands, and we got sin on our heart. 
and where we have malicious intent on our heart. Um, you know, I I used to I used to pray like this. I used to pray, God, give me the financial means so that I can bless other people. You know, so that I can I can do Your will more effectively, right? And one time, somebody smacked me right across the head with some Bible knowledge, and you could tell they struggled with this. They said, you know, Corey, you know why God's never going to answer that prayer with just blessing you out your socks with money? And I said, no, why? He said, because if God gives you money, he said, I know your heart. You're going to turn around and you're going to start blessing people out of timing. And he said, you're going to take God out of the picture. He said, you cannot have the amount of money that you're requesting because you are you. That smacked me right across the head. And one thing that goes along with uh, being thankful and praising God uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So you get the so praise, and then you repent. So repenting is asking God, please, God, forgive me of my sins. I cannot do this without you. I understand that your blood was required for me to have any amount of grace. And you repent, right? Mm-hmm. And the next one is ask. And this is where, so P-R-A. So now we're, we have thanked God. We have praised God. We have repented of our sins. Now we come with an expectant heart to God. And now here's the important thing. Be specific with what you are asking of God. Don't just say, you know, I saw this meme and this made me chuckle out loud because this was the tangible way I understood it. You know, how many times have you heard, especially in Southern preaching, when they bless the food, they say, bless the hands of those who prepared it <laughs> yes you've heard that yes, right I, I saw this meme too. so this meme was a yeah. grandma she had hulk hands <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it so she had hulk hands and she said i guess they blessed the hands of those who prepared it you know but that was you got to be specific of what you're asking for with god you know not that i'm not saying not you saying be. that's wrong i mean it's a metaphor but but this is where I would say be as clear and concise as, you know, instead of saying, God bless the hands, say, God bless the, the person who prepared this. God bless the, the entity who blesses, you know, God just bless all those who made this possible, you know, instead of saying bless the hands, you know, because that, again, that's, that meme made me chuckle out loud, though, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... And then the last one is yield. So we have P-R-A-Y, yield. Sometimes you're not going to get your answer snappy, snappy. Mm -hmm. God is not a convenience store God, okay? You don't just go to God with your list of demands and expect, well, they're answered, they're done and good, and I don't have to do anything else. Because the verse you just quoted says, persistence and petition. No, it says prayer and petition. But you you have to keep on keeping with, on. With uh, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present request to God. I mean, you can see petition as in as in persistent. Let me look up the definition of petition. Real quick. Well, you know, when I think of a petition, 
I think of something that's not going your way, and you get you and your friends assigned the paper, and then you know once you have enough signatures, then you go back and you say, look, I'm not the only one. But you're you you're doing your due diligence. You're doing your your persistence. You know you're doing the you're following through. Petition is a formal a formal written request, typically one signed by many people appealing to authority with respect to a particular cause. And like you said, yeah, we, we can see petition as in persistence because you're you have to persist to get all those people on the same page with you. You have to persist to get the church. It's not just like ask one time. You know, right, this, this is right. you're, this is for a cause. We're doing this for a reason. Right, yeah. right. So, uh, so like I said, the last one is yield. I like to. Uh, this is I heard this too, and I and I like to implement this in my life. A lot of times we took we take a list, a to do list to God. Right, God, please do this. God, please do this. God, please do this. Please do this. But we are not recipient. We're not ready to receive what God has for us to do. And so I've heard this preached like this. And it said, instead of taking a to-do list to God, why don't you take an empty piece of paper and find out what he wants you to do? And I've been getting smacked in the head with some spiritual stuff here lately that has expanded my horizons and understanding so much you, you ever hear somebody talk or you ever hear somebody teach you something that like you've been doing wrong for so long in your life when you finally figure out like the right way to do it you're like how much time energy have i spent doing this the wrong way for it to just be this easy mm-hmm. that's been happening you know have you ever spoke to somebody that has taught you more in 10 minutes than you felt like you've learned in your whole life that's been happening to me yeah. in my life. And I'm very grateful that I have wise counsel that I can go to. But when somebody drops a knowledge bomb on you that changes your course of your life, and that knowledge bomb was four words long, <laughs> it feels awesome. It feels good to for God to use that person, and within a short sentence, he can change your entire perspective of life. I Again, I, I long for those moments where somebody just educates me so well that there doesn't have to be a follow-up there doesn't have to be it's clear concise understanding when they said it the first time you know and you feel like you have gained so much knowledge in that shorter period of time it's just like you feel so relieved that you don't have to deal with that problem anymore you know it's just like so you yield yield to yield to the holy spirit yield to god's answer and sometimes god's answer is no and sometimes if you've prayed and 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 you feel like you're still you're you're on a little hamster wheel and you're not getting anywhere maybe it's time to accept that God may say no yeah there's a song by this artist called David Dunn he's a Christian like contemporary singer and it's called uh yes and no and it, it speaks about this topic. It's saying, you know, God, you know better than me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's, it's a lot. It's it's hard for people to accept the answer is no. And sometimes, even in my life, like I, I know the answer is no, but I still keep doing the the thing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, and, I still keep going after it, and the answer is no. And, and it doesn't work out in the end because you know why? The God. answer is no. <laughs> well, and what we're not saying is don't just accept no as your first default answer. What we're saying is praying, persistence, 
understanding, getting in the word, and you know, trying to understand the spiritual why, right? But well, what we're, we don't have to know why, though. I mean, we just have to know the answer. But it's time you got to know, you know, the famous song. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a secular term, and that's a secular song. But uh, sometimes you got to know when you got to petition God. And sometimes you have to know when it's time to say no. When God already answered no, that's when discernment of the Holy Spirit comes into play. And a lot of that could be done by you know seeking wise counsel, informing the people around you about what's going on. You know, what I'm saying, and getting their input on the situation because they know who they know you. You know, but a lot of that is getting in your prayer closet yeah, alone, yeah, definitely, and taking your piece of paper and saying, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. If this is not the answer." Show me the answer. If this is not the way, show me the way. Sometimes, sometimes I'll think, you know, I've heard from God when I really haven't. It's just me myself thinking, hey, I know the answer to this. I feel like God's told me this. And then I'll go consult wise counsel, ask people, like, hey, you know, I don't feel that. Let's let's lean more this way. I think this is where you should be going. But and they're they're doing they're doing that prayerfully though they're not just giving me an answer out of their flesh mm-hmm. and they're well, telling me to continue praying on it too. Well, I'll give you a good idea of where you can know for a fact if it's God or if it's yourself. Ask yourself, did it come from your head, mm-hmm. or did it come from your heart? And you know, measure your answer up against God's word. If it goes against it, then that's definitely God's not going to tell you not to sin. He said, not God. God's not going to be like, hey. It's okay to kill people because you're doing the will of the Father. <laughs> That's not okay. It's okay to stuff people when you're Trump. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. God is going to give you. So if you if you're getting uh, what you feel like is the answer, but you know the answer goes against the word, and you know the word hurts people. The word is never going to tear somebody down. The word's never going to. Yeah. It it's going to edify, bring up, build up. And it's going to come full circle. The, the word of God is always truth, and it always comes full circle. Let's let's move on to the the next one. Um, how do you stay attentive in prayer? Like, how do you concentrate? Because sometimes I find my mind wandering in prayer, like thinking about what I'm going to be doing later in the day or whatever. I mean, I think that comes down to discipline. How do you stay attentive? I think that's discipline. I think, but that's also praying for discipline. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, you know, we 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 set out goals on the show. I think that's coming to your brethren, and saying, I want you to hold me accountable to this. I want you, you know, seeking wise counsel. I want you to teach me how to pray. I want you to teach me how to be clear, and and practice makes good. Uh, no way perfect. Nobody's perfect, but practice makes good. Yeah. So, you know, that's where going into your prayer closet and and practicing it daily. I think you I think you will develop a better. What if you don't know what to say? What do you say? I don't think you have to. There's no there's no right or wrong way to say it. And you know, we poke fun on this show because you and I have different different ways we speak, uh-huh. right? But I'm gonna tell you the Corey way. Sometimes you just gotta be real, right? Sometimes you gotta say it the way you know how to say it, right? And it ain't got to be perfect. And I, I can tell you right now, 
this my my younger brother my younger brother is going to be a missionary he's going to africa pretty africa, soon zambia zambia africa yep he uh but you know what makes me chuckled is he calls jesus his home dog yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, i poke fun at him all yeah. the time for doing it but you know he'd be like look home dog i don't know how to do this which you do you know and 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 i and i poke fun at it but you know the the thing is he's admitting that he doesn't know the words but he's doing he's still having that communication with God you know and and I think God will give you the blessing of better speech clear speech yeah. better requesting I mean and I've I heard something on this and even if you don't know what to say you know it's still you're still showing him respect and or reverence or whatever by sitting in silence with him, just being there in his presence is enough, even if you don't have the words to say. And God will, God knows your heart. So yeah. God knows what you're seeking. God yeah. knows. And in showing that reverence and showing that re, uh, respect, God can give you answers without even you opening them out. And I feel like that the more you do pray, the better your relationship will become and the more you'll know what to say. You'll, you'll know more about his character and more about him and learn about him. And like you're you're more formal in your prayers, you know, by saying you know Father God and and all that. And I've I'm starting to lean more towards that as I go, I guess, because I'm starting to understand that you do need to respect God with what you say, because He's an all-knowing God. He created everything. You know what I'm saying? He's all powerful. So my prayer language reflects that reverence and respect. Yeah. And I think that's because of life experiences. Mm-hmm. And in the military, you know, they teach you respect. They teach you. Um, subordinate they teach you how to you know how to approach a conversation uh, and in fact they actually teach you you know how to write an email they teach they you they, they, I look <laughs> this up it's called the correspondence manual but um, they teach you like how to interact with somebody else they yeah. teach you like the verbs that you should use they, they the, teach you your manners the manners teach yeah. you your manners that's the words I'm looking for but uh, you know, I think a lot of that comes from life experiences. And, you know, when I look, like I said, poking fun at my brother, but when I look at my brother, my, my brother's a young adult yeah. who has not had the same experiences I have. And not to say that I have it all figured out, but his prayer language is different than my prayer language because of our life experiences. You know, and and it's a generational thing because my brother is a, a Generation Z, right? I'm a millennial. Is that what we are, Generation Z? Yeah, yeah. Z. so them... them Hipsters, you know all them crazy young folk. Which one's X? Uh, that's the, my parents. Um, but I mean, if you look at the ideas, I mean, you look at the fashion, you look at everything between the generations, right? And the what's it called? The um, not the language they use. The mannerisms is what I was going to say. That's the hand gestures, right? Well, that's just how they act. Um, that's you know like that's, the, the new uh, cool terms nowadays. Yeah, yeah. you know like uh, no 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 cap. I heard that one, and <laughs> his style is dripping and stuff. You know all these yeah. all these things that us are just looking at each other. Twenty years ago, it wasn't even a word. W- wasn't even a word, right? But uh, I think that also speaks into your prayer language, because again, the, your vocabulary that you use every day. Yeah. is going to be the language that you're going to preach. You know, that's that's the thing is, if you are from, you know, I like to pick fun at Ryan. Ryan is, is a country boy, just doesn't like to admit it. No. He, he was born and raised here. He just likes to be a city licker. But, but long story short, 
you're not going to go from if you're if you're preaching every day and you're or if you're, if you're speaking every day and you're saying over yonder and you're saying all these southern words right you're not going to when you pray all of a sudden flip the switch and be like oh father who art in heaven it has come to my you know you're not going to you're not going to be a, a pronunciation well, it, and, it depends on if you if you really mean what you're saying and it's coming from the heart you're going to speak the way you you're going to speak. speak the way you speak and so here is what I here's I think the definition of prayer language right now by this you actually mean you don't mean speaking in tongues I do not mean in speaking in tongues. Okay, you and I'm mean about actual to, prayer language. Yes, yeah, so how you pray. So I think okay. when the scripture talks about a prayer language, your language, no one sounds like you, no one looks like you, no one, no one is you. You are uniquely you. Okay, so I think your prayer language is uniquely yours. So although you say the same English words that I say, it's still uniquely you. Mm-hmm. So right. you're saying. Our prayers don't have to be a certain length. They don't have to. It's okay if they're short. You know, yeah. even praying over food. You know, I pray short prayers over food. And I honestly, I pray over my food with my eyes open. Yeah, I do pray with my eyes open. I don't think now again that may be a sign of respect, but uh, I don't. No, I, I think it's I, I honestly, in my opinion, I don't know this for sure, but I think it was to keep people from being distracted. Okay, that's fair. That's what I think. But I, I can tell you this, um, especially being. Um, in ministry, especially being in a in a Sunday school teacher role in a, in a teaching role, a lot of people what they don't say is the answer to the to the problem. You know, we see this in encounter all the time. You know, when somebody is up there teaching and back there in the seat, and their leg is just bouncing ninety nothing. You know, they 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 have nervous energy. You're obviously hitting a you're hitting a spot that somebody is experiencing some yeah. kind of emotional um, response to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to say a word. So I like to what I call people watch in prayer because that is where I believe where true healing comes in is where you understand the problem without somebody saying the words and you giving them a word or you giving them the answer and them not expecting it. So for me in prayer, I like to people watch, and I'm not trying to judge you. I'm not trying He's to. He's trying to make it awkward. He wants I, to make eye contact with you if you. Have no, I'm I'm really not. But I'm really <laughs> trying to. I'm trying to lean on the Holy Spirit to give me the words, to give me the answers, to give me the things, because these people, some of these people are in a hole, yeah. and they're just needing somebody to pull them out. And if you if you're not paying attention, and you're not aligned yourself with the Holy Spirit, and you're not asking for the Holy Spirit to give you their eyes. You can't see something. Give you his eyes. Yes. I love that song. That's an old, old song. Give me your eyes to see. Yes. Is it Jeremy Camp? No, it's not. Brandon Heath. Yes, Brandon Heath. Is that right? Yes, it is. We looked this up one time. I love that song. I love that song, too. Like that that song, if, if you go listen to our show and then listen to that song, I promise you, it puts a whole new meaning in life of prayer and prayer language and understanding what God has planned for you. Yeah. There was one more thing I was wanting to, to hit on. Um, what was it? Okay. Now, what if you don't... We already hit on this a little bit. What if you don't know what to say? Um, what are some things that you can pray about? What, uh, what's What's it... Strategic technique that's, well, like that's I said, helped you. Bringing up that prayer, you know, P R A Y. 
just ask if you don't know what to say ask to know what to say like god hey you know i don't know what to say i don't know what to talk about be 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 honest right honesty is key and i was gonna say we've talked about this before um you honor first then then you be honest mm -hmm. in your prayer and i think that's as simple as i think not knowing what to say is simply asking god reveal to me what should what, I pray about? What is my heart desiring? What am I? Show me the keys to my heart. Show me mm-hmm. what what emotions am I feeling right now? Especially things that are new territory, things that you've never experienced, things that you've never have dealt with. You're not going to know. That's like telling a nine-year-old to go in the car, crank it up, put it in drive, and drive to town and get groceries and drive back. Well... They know just enough because of witness, watching other thing, other people. Yeah. But they don't know the ins and outs of driving. You can't be expected to know something that you've never done. So if you're very early, and we like to use the word um, age in, in, you know, in Christianity, but I think there's a lot of people who are physically old who are Christianly young. You know, they are brand new in their walk. They, yeah. you know, they, they may be 95 years old physically, but in their spiritual walk, they're two you know so you can't be you're you're not expected to know everything and you're not expected to know all the answers you're expected to go to the father and be and be honest and say god i don't know how to do this i don't know when to do this i don't know and let god show you those answers one thing that i've done that that's helped me you know pray and help it helps me pray continuously there's a bible verse this that says pray without ceasing is Talk to God about your thoughts that you have throughout the day. You know, if you're struggling with something at work, hey, God, help me with this, you know, and help me understand how to do this. You know what I'm saying? Talk to him throughout the day about whatever. And I think... Just events that goes on. I think this is this is my prayer life. I don't necessarily... Now, I do like to set aside time and get alone with God mm-hmm. by myself. But I don't have a traditional prayer closet. A lot of times... My prayer closet is me driving your vehicle vehicles yeah. by myself, and you know. But I talk to God constantly. I, I'm constantly talking to God. Yeah. It's not like I say, "Well, I gotta go pray. I gotta stop everything I'm doing." I I could be raking the yard and just talking to God like He's talking to you, or I'm talking to you across this yeah. table. I, I could just be mowing the yard. Yeah, I'm just constantly talking to God. And I bet if, like, the world looked in, I bet they would think I was, like, schizophrenic. You know? Talking to yourself? <laughs> talking to myself while I'm talking to God. You, you probably know? didn't get some AirPods. Yeah. Put your AirPods in. I wouldn't think you're on the phone. <laughs> well, you know, I do wear hearing aids, so a lot of people don't even give me a they. You know what I've noticed is we spend most of our time in life concerned with what other people think. And like ninety six percent of people do not care what you're doing. Most people think too much about their life and themselves to focus on you and what you're doing. Yes, they got their own full time job between their elbows. Yeah. So you know this. I, I will give an example. I uh, I am a licensed concealed carry holder. I conceal carry most places that I go. I, I usually have a firearm. I can't tell you the amount of times I've just openly carried. My shirt has came up, or um, you know the Whatever's happened, my bag has come open. You know, I'm just openly carrying a gun. Nobody, nobody says anything. So, you know, I don't know if they... We're here in the South, though. Most people expect others to carry a gun. But here's the thing. There's a lot of places that you're not supposed to take a gun. Yeah. And I've taken a gun in those places just openly carrying... Walmart, for instance, right? 
nobody even bats an eye. So I don't even know if they notice and they're just too scared to come to me. <laughs> or they. I, I suspect the, the more realistic answer is that they just, in their own program, caring about their own things. You know? Yeah. Um, one thing that I heard here recently that I'm, I'm starting to do is instead of cutting music on in the car, just let it be silent and pray to God, you know, on your trip. And that'll ensure you some prayer time if you're struggling to find time to pray. I was going to say, if you uh, if you looked in my life, you'd see why I was praying all the time because <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Another thing, make a prayer card. Write down topics to pray about. You know, if, if you're struggling to find something to pray about, just go down the list of topics. I was going to say, a prayer journal can really help. Yeah. That can uh, help... Um, what do they call that creator uh, paralysis where you for, you don't know what to... It's like you hit uh, a brick wall. Yeah. So, um... Rider's block. Rider's block. Rider's yes, block. you know, the uh, you have you are paralyzed by the amount of choices that you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, yeah. that, that is a, that's a real thing. And but, I have a little three by five, you know, index card that I have with, with topics on it to pray about if, if I struggle to find something to talk about. And if y'all want to pray and y'all can't think of nothing else to pray, pray for me and Ryan because let me tell you. <laughs> I, I can't could, put up with Corey. I, I, I need all the prayer I can get. But uh, is there anything else, thing else in your heart? Yes. That's about covered it. Well, I think it has been an honor and a privilege to get to do another episode. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission podcast. Thank you.